Greetings, greetings to my Vaughn listeners. It is that time of the afternoon where you are chilling with your host, Lady G on Gifts with Google. It's always a pleasure to be coming to you during this time of the afternoon. We just came from a weekend, so we just want to bless God and thank God for such a wonderful weekend. You know, it's um, it's truly is an honor and a blessing from the Most High to be alive in this day and age. We don't take anything for granted. The, the air that we are breathing in and out, we say, thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba. It's all by your grace and your mercy. We truly bless God. We um, we are still continuing talking about times and seasons. We've been um, chatting about times and seasons. And as we've entered according to the Jewish calendar, and we are looking at it, aligning ourselves with the times of God, you know, the times that were created before eternity. Remember when Adam fell, in the Garden of Eden, there was so much that we lost. We had dominion. The Word of God says God gave us full dominion over the works of His hands. And when we, when Adam fell, we lost that. So the, we lost much more than that, even time. Time and seasons that ended up being in the custodian of the evil priesthood so as we are aligning ourselves to times and seasons we are trying to say let times and seasons be in the righteous priesthood's hands because the evil altars they know how to configure time and to program time to their own advantage that's why the children of god have always been Behind, the word of God says we are not the tail, but we are the head. But why is it that when you look around, it seems like we are always the tail? It's some of these things that we we, we, we have been ignorant of. I was looking at um, last week Friday, just before I came on, and I remember that one of the altars that we as children of God know of, because I've been mentioning the altars from the black culture, so some of you, my listeners, might not know what I'm talking about, but have you thought of this altar of the children of this world, the altar of the Islamic religion? That altar, every Friday, that altar is always kept burning at 12 o'clock. Come rain, come sunshine, come whatever. That altar is always kept kept alive. The fire on that altar is always burning. They understand the times. They understand the seasons. We know, we've been, we've witnessed this. It doesn't matter how busy the shop can be. But when it's time for them to go and stand before that altar, bring a sacrifice, bring an offering, bring a fiery offering, it be, be it themselves that they need to go and lie before the altar and offer themselves as a living sacrifice. And then we wonder why 
they are always ahead. And this altar has given them a name because it doesn't matter where they work, where they work, any boss, any manager, any CEO knows that during the uh, during the season, the hour, the time of Friday, 12 o'clock, they are not going to be at work. I think even where I'm working, we, 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 we are in a state where we always complain because the end of the year functions always take place on Thursday. They don't take place on Friday because we must make room for our Muslim brothers. So if we have end of the year functions on Friday, how are they going to make it to the mosque for prayer? Because their altar is calling for that. We, and they are faithful to that. We who serve the living God, who understand what the altar of Yeshua, Yamashiach, means to us. <coughs> Excuse me. But we we are just careless. We do things haphazardly anyhow. We are just careless. There is no consistency. There is no diligence in the way we do the things of God. It's just a by the way. It's just a by the way. But look, look at our brothers. They are so faithful to their altars. They are so faithful beyond a shadow of doubt. It doesn't matter how full, you know, even if you come with a bag full of millions and you say you want to buy everything, they will tell you, my friend, it's already 5 to 12, I'm closing. If you want what you want, you better come back after one. We would rather sacrifice and, and choose to ignore the altar of the most living God because we are haphazard. We are not diligent. There is no consistency in us when it comes to doing the things of God. So, beloved, as we are going to be continuing to talk about altars, this is just, um, by the way, talk today. We're still going to continue talking about it next week. So, for this week, I thought, let me give you a break about times and seasons. Uh, I'm going to bring in uh, my dear, beloved sister, Rosh Peterson. She's going to be talking to us and speaking about the book of Rome, Romans, you know, um, making us understand the scriptures, the word of God. And we are in the season of being the first fruits. You know, when you look, I love it even when she talks about the first fruits in her books, we are the first fruit. Remember, we, the first fruit, we know the first fruit is an offering. But did you know that we are also a representative? We are the first fruits. We are the first fruits. So she's going to delve more and discuss more and explain to us what she means when she calls us the first fruits. So um, I just want you to get your pen, your papers, and the cup of coffee, and the cool drink, so that we are going to listen to my dear friend, Rosh Peterson, as she going to be talking to us and just telling us what is the first fruit.
Greetings dear family and God bless you. I pray that you are still standing strong and holding up in spite of trials and difficulties and challenges, threats, dangers lurking all around, pain, even despair. There's so much anxiety and pain right now all around us um, as if the one difficulty is not yet over and there's another one on the doorstep. Uh, but in the midst of all of this, we have to hold on to the promises of God because we know there will be a suddenly and in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, things will change. We also know that um, the Lord will cut short his work in righteousness and that um, for the sake of the elect, he will cut the days short, the days of tribulation and trial and pain. So just an encouragement, let's not give up. Even though we are going through difficulty and even though many of us are going through trials that we probably don't talk about all the time, but no matter what it is and what your trial is, my encouragement is just hold on, hold on to the word, uh, stand strong, keep believing God. Uh, the whole idea is that we must never give up our faith. We must never give up on God. We must never distrust God. We must never feel as if God has failed us. We must never walk with unbelief and feel like God has distanced himself from us. He's, he's actually abandoned us, uh, forsaken us. It is not true. Uh, we must never feel also that uh, we now are at the mercy of the enemy and that's not true either. I just want to let us know that um, you would read, you would have read in the Bible how the devil was kicked out of heaven in the book of Revelation. You also read in Luke 10 when Jesus talks about he saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. We know how with his tail he drew a third of the angels and fell to the earth. But the Bible clearly tells us in the book of Revelation that there was no more place found for the devil, the serpent. Um, in heaven but he came to earth we don't know when he fell whether it was before the creation um, Jesus said he already saw Satan fall like lightning in the book of Luke so it didn't happen in the book of Revelation because the Bible is not really totally in chronological order but nevertheless when the enemy fell to the earth his idea was to defile mankind right from the very beginning he wanted to prove to God that mankind will defy God. Uh, and even though he didn't force mankind to worship him, but he wanted mankind to, to disobey and rebel against God so that he can stand as an accuser of the brethren. Now I want us to know that God's plan and purpose, which is really corporate now, and it goes beyond the individual gifting and the individual um, commission to a corporate commission which is the kingdom and to establish the kingdom on the earth even as it is in the heavens the lord has already paid the price and he's already won the victory and established it we need now to to become part of that completion and perfection in the earth and the enemy must not find a place in the earth either like he didn't find place in the heavens he must be ousted but we have to be well trained before the enemy can be ousted and we take our positions in the earth as sons of God, custodians, heirs of the Father 
and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. So that is the one commission that we have to be thinking about, praying for and allowing ourselves to be trained in. And of course, in that training is overcoming and prevailing. Hence, the necessity of going through many trials, perhaps six trials like Job 5 says, and in seven there shall no evil touch us. Uh, So we have to prepare. So I'm asking that we all hold on and we stand strong as a family, bearing each other and not giving up. The second thing is when we talk about threefold positions, I want us to know, especially in three major areas, faith, hope and love, righteousness, peace, and joy, the way, the truth, and life. These are not just good characteristics or just incidental positions, but these are very deliberate positions we will have to take. Uh, They're necessary, and therefore we will have to understand them. Uh, Secondly, these are not just good characteristics, but these are part of the very nature and the life of God. In fact, Jesus himself declared, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, We know that the Lord is our righteousness, the Lord is our peace, and the Lord is our joy. We also know that faith is the faith of the Son of God. It's his nature, it's his life. Uh, It is no more our faith operating any longer because our faith will fail us. And secondly, hope, our hope is God, is the Lord who went ahead of us, uh, Hebrews 6.19. Our hope is uh, is where our souls are anchored beyond the veil, where Christ sits at the right hand of the Father as the Melchizedek. And of course, life is the life of God. So these are deliberate positions. Now, until we can pass each phase we will not reach the perfection and the completion life is the completion love is the completion joy is the completion and we somehow seem to be sitting in the middle presently Uh, we seem to be in the place of hope and we got to establish fix and continue strengthening our hope in the finality we seem to be in the place of peace we have to in spite of our pain and our struggles anxiety, whatever we're going through, we have to establish the peace of God if we're going to see uh, joy. Uh, And of course, thirdly, uh, we have to establish truth uh, before we can actually enter into life. Now, if we do not overcome and walk in peace, we will not become the peace of God. We have to become each one of these positions unless we can establish hope we will not become a hope to the world and unless we can establish um, um, truth we cannot become the truth to the world so just as an introduction I thought I will share that with you I have been speaking on enter into his rest And the last time I spoke about how rest is very closely linked to the number seven, we saw that God created in six days and on the seventh he rested. The day became a day of rest. We know that even in many countries, Christian countries, the seventh day which was considered the Sunday 
was not open to the public to go out to shop, to go to cinemas or anything like that. It was a day of rest. Uh, in the book of Exodus 23, 11 to 12, we see how that um, landowners could not reap their fields in the seventh year. They had to leave it for the poor and for the beasts. They could not make their servants work on the seventh day. And in the seventh year, they had to release their servants. Their oxen couldn't be beasts of, uh, of prey uh, or, or, or work hard. They had to rest in the seventh, seventh day and in the seventh year. Uh, Exodus 34:21 gives a command, six days you shall work, but in the seventh you shall rest. On the seventh you shall rest. Uh, Exodus 25:32 tells us there are six branches on the candle stand, but the seventh is the, the main shaft. And that is, what, that is what's important for us, that we are now moving into the spirit of the sovereign Lord who represents that middle shaft of the candle stand. Um, a rest for the soul is abandoning the soul into the care of the spirit. It is the same as if a man is willing to lay down his life and he will be able to take it up again. Anyone who holds on to his life will lose it. Bible tells us we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, it's time now that no matter what we're going through in the flesh, we have to abandon this body, abandon the soul, abandon this mind into the hands of the Spirit who is capable and is able to do super abundantly above all that we ask or think by the power that is within us. Exodus 16.5 says, It shall be that on the sixth day you will prepare to bring in twice as much as you gather. We know that when the Israelites gathered manna, they gathered for five days. If they gathered more, it would rot. But only on the sixth day they were allowed to gather a double portion because on the seventh they were not allowed to gather. The seventh was a time of great rest. Um, Exodus 24:16 says, The glory and the brilliance of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. But on the seventh God called Moses into the midst of the cloud. You can see how the seventh day is closely associated to rest, but also to, to glory, to victory. Exodus 21.2, if you purchase a servant, a Hebrew servant, because of his debt or poverty, he will serve six years. But in the seventh, you shall leave him to be a free man and, he, and, to, be, and, and, pay, and to be paying nothing. Genesis 8.4, we read how on the 17th, 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. We also know that all of the feasts were celebrated um, within a period of seven days. It's amazing. All of the feasts were celebrated within a period of seven days. Um, all uncleanness, like leprosy, for instance, had to be examined and for a period of seven days. Um, and after the seventh day, one was proclaimed clean. So we see how seven plays such an active role. Uh, seven is very important. Seven also speaks of the rest. And as we go along, we will see what this rest really is. Is it a day? Is this rest a position? Is this rest um, um, a, a, something to possess? Is it a blessing? Um, we have to 
understand that there are questions we must answer about the rest. Uh, what is this rest? Why do we need this rest? Where is this rest? How can we get this rest? So these are questions we have to answer. I'd like to look next at rest in the divine will of God. Now, if we understand that God has a divine will for us, then I, I realize, I had to realize recently, and we all will have to realize that no matter what is happening, uh, God will see to it that his divine will is completed on the face of the earth. In the book of Joshua, we read how God told Moses, uh, sorry, God told Joshua that Moses is now dead, arise, go across the Jordan, take these people, the Israelites, take them across the Jordan, give them the land I swore to give to their fathers, and every place whereon their souls, the soles of their feet shall tread, I have given it to them. But he also says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Here's an encouragement for us. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong, be confident, be, be of good courage. For you shall cause these people to inherit the land that I swore to give their fathers. Then he goes on again to say, only be strong and very courageous. That is something we have to write in our hearts today. Be strong and very courageous, that you may do according to the law of Moses, my servant commanded you. Don't turn to the right or the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. But here's now something that God says to Joshua. This book of the law must not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous, then um, you shall deal wisely and have good success. Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage, vigorous? Do not be afraid. Neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We were not promised uh, uh, a life without trials and testings. But God will not place before us more than we can handle without giving us the necessary um, uh, help to overcome them. Besides, we know how God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, uh, that in this trial, my grace will carry you through. So we just need to hold on to um, the word of God, meditate on the word. Uh, we now need to start meditating on the word more than we meditate or think about the happenings around us, even though they are jarring, they are screaming, all around us, the pain, the struggle, I know, but because of divine purpose, which will usher in the rest, we need to concentrate on the word of God. Joshua 21, 43 to 45 says, and the Lord gave unto Israel all the land which he swore to give unto their fathers, and they possessed it, and they dwelt therein, and the Lord gave them rest round about according to all that he swore unto their fathers. And they stood not a man of all their enemies before them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. They failed not aught of any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel. All came to pass. Now we know that was not the final rest because we saw that in the book of Hebrews. That was a type of rest that the Lord was talking about. But notice it had to do with the land. He gave it to them as he promised. They possessed it. He gave them rest, roundabout. Everything he swore to give their fathers, he gave to them. And 
Not a man stood against them. Not an enemy could actually fight them. He delivered them from their enemies. So I want us to know that even in this season, it is also spoken for us today that this land belongs to the Lord. The land, the, the earth belongs to the Lord in the fullness thereof, but he gave custodianship to man, not to angels. And therefore God wants us to possess the land. We must possess it. We must enter into the rest by possessing it. And um, when we do, we take hold of the people. It's not just possessing the land and property as many are fighting right now for, but it is possessing the earth and God's people, everyone that he created, so that the enemy will be ousted, the enemy will have no power over us or God's people because we take the authority for God's people. Then we read in Deuteronomy 12, 9 to 13, for you are not as yet come to rest and to the inheritance which the Lord has given you. But when you go over the Jordan and dwell in the land which your Lord has given you to inherit, then he's going to give you rest from all your enemies. I want us to know the commission of God is to give us rest from our enemies. COVID is an enemy. Looting, fighting, destroying is an enemy. Anxiety, pain, sickness, diseases, it's an enemy. It's attacking us. And God wants to give us rest from our enemies. And we need to know this commission and we need to know the finality. So let's, as I speak to you, I'm encouraging myself in this as well. We need to stand strong and know that God wants to give us rest. He wants to give us the inheritance that he's already established, paid for in full for us. And then the Bible says, uh, I want to give you rest from all your enemies around about so that you can dwell in safety. There shall be a place which the Lord your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there. So we can see clearly that this was a natural journey for the Israelites, but it was foreshadowing something for us that God wants to bring us into our rest as well, a rest from our enemies. And he says, And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, you and your sons, your daughters, your maidservants, your menservants, uh, and the Levites within your gates, for as much as he has no part or inheritance with you, take heed to yourself that you offer not your burnt offerings in every place that you see. In other words, God has given a specific place to them to worship, but to us he's given the earth. And the earth is going to become God's footstool when we possess the earth and take our positions in the kingdom to rule and reign as right-hand sons of God. Psalms 110 says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit here at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord will send the rod of his strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will be willing in the day of your power, in the beauty of holiness. From the womb of the morning, you have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will strike through kings in the days of his wrath. He will judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He will wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook of the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. The whole idea is that the children of God have got to come to the place where the head is lifted up, which is the kingdom, which is Christ finally in his body revealed fully to take his position in the earth so that peace 
can reign. Isaiah 14.3 shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord, I will give you rest from your sorrow, from your fear, from hard bondage wherein you were made to serve. Here's a promise and here's a prophetic unction. We read Isaiah 35 many times, 8 to 10, that there's going to be a highway. Uh, say to those who are fearing, say to those who are in pain, your Lord is coming with vengeance and he will cause the deaf to hear again, the blind to see again, the dumb to, to speak again, the lame to leap like a heart. He will cause the rivers in the wilderness, streams in the desert, the dried and parched ground will become streams of water and the thirsty earth will become springs of water. But he talks about a highway there and he says that highway shall be called the way of holiness and finally there will be nothing unclean there, there will be no lion there, there will be no ravenous beast there, there will be no unclean bird there, there will be no folly there, but it will be a position for the wayfaring men of God. And the ransomed of the Lord will return and come to Zion, with songs and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, sorrow and mourning shall flee away, they'll obtain joy and gladness. You can see joy, peace, um, joy is an ultimate, righteousness, peace and joy. Once we enter into our peace, there will be a rejoicing. So joy is our ultimate. But there is a path, not a natural path, but a position where there will be no more lion, no more devil to attack no more pain, no more struggle, no more ravenous peace, no more uncleanness. We also read in Isaiah 28, 9 to 13, Whom shall you teach knowledge? Whom shall you make to understand doctrine? But those that are weaned from milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing. But they didn't hear. The word of the Lord was spoken unto them, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little, and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Why? Because when he said to them, there is a rest coming, they didn't believe him. And even though they were taught line upon line, precept upon precept, They didn't believe him for this rest. So church, I'm saying we need truly to believe God for this rest. It doesn't matter what we're going through. We will not speak negatively. We will not speak ill. We will not give up. Uh, We are in pain, whether we like it or not. Uh, There's a lot of pain on every side. Some people are having it worse than us. If you look at Afghanistan, there's so much pain right now. It is just... It is just horrific to even look. But in spite of that, there is a rest. James 3.18 says, And the harvest of righteousness, of conformity to God's will in thought and deed, is the fruit of the seed. It is sown in peace by those who work for and make peace in themselves, in others. That peace which means concord, agreement and harmony between individuals with undisturbedness in a peaceful mind, free from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. This is such an encouragement to all of us because in our pain, uh, it's very difficult to actually enjoy peace. It's difficult to have an undisturbed mind. It's difficult 
to actually be free from fears and agitating passions and conflicts but here's a um, here's a an excellent encouragement for all of us that uh, we know we are ab- about to enter into the rest we're about to enter into that place of rest where god's peace rules and reigns and freedom from all of these agitating passions and dis- disturbances in the mind will have to flee john 4:14 whoever drinks the water that i give him will never be thirsty again the water that i give him will become in him a spring of water will satisfy his thirst for god welling up continually bubbling within him to eternal life so there's a place where we have to walk in allowing the waters of the holy spirit to fill us so that we can um, we can enter into the place of eternal life john 4:23-24 but a time is coming and is already here when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit from the heart the inner self and in truth for the father seeks such to be his worshipers god is spirit the source of life yet invincible to mankind um and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth so the day is coming when truth has to be established and our worship will become our worship will become pure and real and our time to enter into um that rest is close Second John 1:9 says anyone who runs ahead does not remain in the doctrine of Christ um is actually part of the antichrist and of course the last scripture is because of the truth second John 1:2-3 which lives in our hearts and will be with us forever grace mercy and peace inner calm a sense of spiritual well-being will be with us from God the Father from Jesus Christ the Father's son in truth and love so i will share some some teachings on truth what is truth it is very important because pilot also asked the same question what is truth but what i'd like to say is that by faith christ dwells in our heart now he we must be given the opportunity to place his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land the sea represents the dimension of the soul and the land represents the dimension of the body so while christ dwells inside of us we have to allow him now to take possession of the rest of our lives and i'll continue with that the the next time when i talk about how that becomes possible but in the meantime my prayer is that everyone will do well and be strong and will hold on and not give up we are praying for you all the time for everybody and we pray and you pray also and we know that the lord has not left us he never will forsake us he is our god so be blessed and the lord surround you um with a wall of fire his grace be sufficient for you his courage and strength be a part of your life and may he cover you um like psalms 91 dwelling in the secret place of the most high god so much love family take care god bless you
Most gracious Lord, eternal heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, King of kings and Lord of lords, the Lord and God whom we trust, my Lord and my God. Father, we thank you, we bless you, we uplift you, we magnify you and glorify you. We say, Lord, that you, O oh Lord, are holy and worthy, you are sovereign, and all that you do is sovereign, Father. We thank you, Father, that you, O oh Lord, are God, and that you are bringing a great alignment at this time, O oh Lord. We pray, O oh Lord, for the strength to endure, O oh Lord. We thank you, Father, that at this time, Father, you are moving powerfully, that you are bringing order to disorder. And where we thought there was order, Father, and there was not, you are revealing it, Father, for your glory, that you are fixing foundational things, that you are correcting, adjusting, recalibrating, repurposing, and showing that you are God on this earth, Lord. That where people have hidden behind agendas, claiming it was for you, Father, but building their own kingdoms, you, O Lord, are judging it at this time. Where people have said that they've spoken to you, but introduced perversion, you, O Lord, are bringing to order at this time. We thank you, Lord, for every promotion, for every prideful assignment, Father, you are judging at this time. We know, Lord, that you are shutting many mouths at this time, Father, that many will be gone, never to return, that many voices and people that we have seen on platforms will never be seen again, Father, that you will remove them, Father, and you will shut the mouths of the fake lions, Lord, with those that roar with no word from you. You are the lion of the tribe of Judah, and every lion that is not of you, Father, you will shut them out, Sarah. We thank you, Father, that your word and your sound, your holy sound is prevailing at this time, that you are bringing to order all things that were out of alignment, that you are judging misalignment, that you are judging perversion of your word, and that you, O oh Lord, will bring to order today, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you, O Father, are removing every false prophet, every false voice, and every false tongue, that you, O oh Lord, are bringing your order and not man's order, that you, Father, are not allowing those that speak falsehood to speak at this time, but that you, O oh Lord, are raising up authentic voices that speak only what they hear and see you speak or do, Father. We thank you, Father, for people after your own heart who know how to be obedient, that you have raised, that you have purposed, and that you are bringing forth at this time. We pray, Lord, that every false order, everything that is claimed to be from you but is not, is being crushed down. We pray, O oh Lord, for the strength to endure. And pray the things of you, even when we see these things, Father. Oh Lord, we pray, Lord, that you, O oh Father, will be merciful, but that your order will be prevailed, that your righteousness will prevail, that those that sought to pervert it, Father, will be cast down. We know that many who have tried to build their own kingdoms, Father, are being brought to light at this present time. That you are removing authority from Ephraim many, that you are shutting down many, 
and that you are restoring others. Help us to embrace the new thing, Father. Let us not be Samuels that mourn for Saul, but let us see your David, and let us follow your David, Father. Bring us into alignment, Father, with your new thing, and let us not be resentful or in mourning, but let us understand that you are God, and that your righteousness will prevail, and where you see disorder, Father, you will judge it, Father, and remove it. We, let, we pray that your holy plumb line come down from heaven, Father, and we pray that your will be done in your kingdom come. We thank you that you are addressing foundational issues, Father. We do not want to be, be built on anything but your firm rock. We are people that have known disappointment, Father, but not in you. We thank you, Father, that we, O oh Lord, are blessed in you, that we are whole in you, that we are restored in you, and we trust in you, Father, and we trust in your alignment, and we say, let it come. Do your will, Father. Do your plans and your purposes. Recalibrate us to your tuning fork. Let everything that vibrates out of order be shattered, and let everything, Lord, that is of you be strengthened. We pray that your Holy Spirit without measure will come at this time, that divine order will prevail and the words that you have spoken, Father, will be echoed all through the earth. That you, O oh Lord, are raising, Father, voices that will echo you, Father, and not any other thing. That everything that has been out of order has been judged, that has been found wanting, and will now fall, Lord. We pray for marriages at this time, Father, in the shaking of yokes and bonds. Marriages are suffering, Lord. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will recalibrate your people to your plans and your purposes, that you, O oh Lord, will remove every perversion from marriage and restore order, Lord, where people have known compromise in every relationship and every covenant that you are judging at this time, that you, O oh Lord, will bring restoration, that you will bring whatever is out of order into order, Father, and that you, O oh Lord, will cover families and marriages, Lord. We know that all the things that you are judging at this time are foundational things, Father. Things that hurt, Lord. Things that are very, very close to our skin, Father. And things that are, we are very sensitive about, Lord. Give us the strength to endure. Give us the strength to know that all these things are for our good. And help us, Father. Help us embrace what you are doing at this time. Let us not be easily offended. Let us not be confused, Father. Let us understand your sovereignty and let us understand that you are God. Let us understand that at times we have prayed things wrongly, Father, that have brought the wrong alignments, Father. Help us understand that you are doing the right thing, Father, that you, O Lord, are bringing us into safety, Father, and help us bless you for it, Lord. We pray that as you bring alignments father to marriages you are also bringing alignments to the church that it is by your alignment of the church that marriages are being corrected we thank you father that you O oh lord are blessing your bride that you O oh lord are removing every cancer every sore every boil every fleshly thing that testifies of the wrongs lord that you O oh lord are bringing healing you are detoxifying your bride father and that you are bringing her radiant glory to the fore 
that you are cutting off the things that are not of you, that you are bathing your bride at this time, Father, to cover her in white, Father, that so that she is a worthy bride, Lord, to your Godhead. Oh, Lord, you cannot be the head over something that is out of order. We pray your order over your church at this time. Let your church become worthy, Lord, and that you, O oh Lord, remove everything that does not put in, Lord. That you, O oh Lord, raise your divine order, Lord. That you, O oh Lord, remove every disease, every pestilence, everything that has attacked your church, every compromise. Oh, Father, we know, Lord, that you are removing many from authority at this time, many that have compromised, that have brought to their will and not yours, that have chosen out of your alignment, Father, that have asked you to honor things that you, O oh Lord, have not said. Oh, Lord, we pray, Lord, that your order will prevail, Father, that those that have been disobedient, Father, will come into your judgment, especially where it affects the greater good. We thank you, Father, that you, O oh Lord, will have mercy, Father, but that you, O oh Lord, need to restore your order that the good for the goodness of the whole earth. We pray, Lord, that you, O Lord, are setting the stage, Lord, that you are raising it on foundations, Father, that will not fail. And firm foundations, Father, that you, O Lord, are setting to order what is out of order, that you are bringing into alignment things that are out of alignment, that you, O Lord, are setting your coordinates in place, Father, that you are bringing forth things that are needed, Lord, and that you, O Lord, are reordering and repurposing that you, O oh Lord, are speaking your truth, oh, that it prevail over every lie that was spoken before it, that you, O oh Lord, are raising the canvas, Father, and sh- writing on it, Father, the words that will come to pass, that whatever has gone out of alignment, Father, that you are repurposing it, Father, that you, O oh Lord, what you are bringing to order, what you have known from the beginning, Father. And what you have said from the beginning, Father, that where people have inserted their own perversions by bringing replacements, by bringing uh, mixtures in with your word, that you, O oh Father, are removing it at this time. We thank you, Lord, that you are bringing to order all things out of order, that you are bringing restoration and healing, that you, O oh Lord, will have your will, your plans and your purposes prevail and none other. We pray this, Father, Yakvasaya Rotaya, Katiya Roshata, Rabba Sataya, Rabba Sukurovoya Kasaya, Shatiya Rokoserebe Kasaya, Saturvaya Veve Rabba Shataya, Tiabe Kasaya Rotaya Kusatura Vasekerebe Sikiki, Yabba Shataya Rokoserebe Yakika Rosheke, Sebebe yabasaya roshata rubo sekerebe sikiki. Tiabe kasaya rotaya roko sarabu yabebe. Raba shataya raba shaterebe yaba shaturba kasaya rakasiya. Sebebe yabebe rabebe kusaya roko sarabu yabebe. Sebebe sebebe rabasaya roshete. Tasiba tasabe kusaya roko shaturba kuserebe kasiya. Sebebe yatia rukusarebe yabeba. Sebebe rabaya rukusaya rukusatura kuseya ratia roshete. Yawe kusaya roti. Saterebe kasataya rukusarebo. Yabebe rotuya kusaya. Shataya rukusarebo. Shataya rukusete. 
Lord, we bring to you every prayer request spoken in and unspoken at this time. We pray your order, Lord. We pray, O Lord, that you will undertake for each of them, Father. Oh Lord, we know that you hear what we would pray even before we pray, as Jesus has said. Father, we know, Lord, that you always hear our prayers. We thank you, Father, that you are bringing our prayers to pass, that we, O Lord, will see our prayers in the street as they manifest, Father, that you, O Father, are faithful and good. And at this time, Father, you are concentrating with healings, that you are bringing many healings to pass, for conditions that have that have prevailed over long times, Father, with chronic conditions, Lord, that you are healing your people, that you are bringing restoration, that you, O oh Lord, are reviewing, Father, every yoke, that you, O oh Lord, are removing what is not of you, that you, O oh Lord, are making our yokes light, because you have said, Father, your load is like is light we thank you father we honor you and we bless you this day we pray that you will restore your order your purposes and your plans and to all of this we say yes and amen we thank you father we give you authority lord to do your will as we bless you father we ask this honor in jesus precious and holy name amen and amen